Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Compassion and Courage, Conversations in Healthcare. I am your host, Marcus Engel. This is the podcast where I teach compassionate communication, provide perspective, and inspire resilience. And I want to thank all of you who have subscribed and who have rated and reviewed and shared the podcast over the last few months. We are, we're really excited about where this is going and thank you, thank you, thank you for helping us get there. Today I have in the booth, as frequently happens, the lovely and talented Hotness. Hi, babe. Good morning. Good morning. What if they're not listening to it this morning? Well, then good afternoon or good evening, but oh, yeah. it's morning to you. It is morning to me. So we wanted today to talk a little bit about a really cool thing that we, we got to do recently. Uh, I want to take you back in time, back before we had ever heard of something called COVID or C-19 or really much of the public even thought that there was a possibility of a global pandemic. Let's go back to Nurses Week of 2019. So May of 2019, I had one of the biggest honors of my speaking career and we got to go to the UN and I got to keynote for an audience of nurses for International Nurses Day. Super cool time, right? New that York? was so cool. Of course, when people say UN, they always it's always just like you know, you get a little shiver, right? Well, when people say, whenever people ask me about speaking at the UN, I have to remind them that I, I did not address the UN General Council. It just happened to be at the UN and that there was a whole delegation of nurses there from all over the world doing some incredibly inspirational work. So it, it really was not about me and my expertise as much as celebrating those nurses doing humanitarian work the world over. Which is such a beautiful thing. It, it was a beautiful thing. Boy, whenever you talk about when you talk about nurses in sub-Saharan Africa that are that are working to literally save lives um, from disease and from infection and from trauma and it, it, it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing to witness. So why do I go back in time to tell you about that? Well, at that event, I met some folks, and the next thing I know, I am booked to speak for another huge, huge, huge honor. And that huge honor was to be able to speak at the Pathway to Excellence Conference. Um, and I was booked to do that in 2020, and then the world fell apart. So it has been rescheduled and rescheduled and combined until just a couple of weeks ago, I got to keynote for the combined Magnet and Pathway to Excellence conferences. Now, if you're not a nurse and you don't know what Magnet or Pathway to Excellence is, let me enlighten you. Because uh, if you are a nurse, you probably already know. There is a certification uh, called Magnet, and it is for the best of the best hospitals in the country. Some of the top institutions to show excellence in nursing. This is a huge event, and this year it was even bigger because it was combined with the Pathway to Excellence conferences. This meant that we had, I believe, 6,000 nurses in Atlanta uh, right before Thanksgiving, 6,000 nurses and a couple of thousand other attendees and a lot of people online. And 
it was absolutely the most special experience of my 20 years of keynoting. And I have had a lot of those experiences. Do you have a favorite experience? Oh, don't make me pick. Don't make you so pick. Many, so many. <laughs> so many. The UN is always a great thing. But boy, this was a different situation altogether. And it wasn't just because it was the largest audience that I've ever spoken in front of. Um, and it wasn't just because it was Magnet and Pathway to Excellence. But the reason for me that it was so special was being in the presence of these nurses on the heels of the pandemic. After the last, what, close to, close to 22 months now or so that we have been in this global pandemic, we know that other than the victims of COVID-19 and the families of those victims, it seems like no one has really been hit harder than nurses. And to be able to be with these thousands of nurses all coming together for the first, really, the probably the first convention, uh, first conference, probably the first time many of these nurses had traveled in the last year and a half. What a special experience being live and in person. It was super, super cool. Now, the coolest part of the entire event had nothing to do with me speaking, right? Tell me. Tell you. Okay, I'll tell everybody. <laughs> so the coolest part was that the conference had rented out the Georgia Aquarium, which is an amazing, amazing venue. Um, now, blind guys and aquariums don't usually get along very well, uh, but from what everyone was saying, it was, it was just a, a beautiful, beautiful setting. And in this beautiful setting with thousands of nurses, guess what? It was time to party. And so there were dueling pianos and DJs and uh, bands, other live music, canned music. Uh, it was just such a great party. And for me, I got to say, over the last couple of years, um, I felt a little helpless. Right. I felt a little helpless. Like, how can I continue to help nurses during this time when when nurses and all healthcare professionals need such help? How can I continue to do that? And we did what we could. Right. We do what we can. We we put out podcasts. We do virtual speaking. We uh, we're, we're doing roundtable discussions, all kinds of things. But it's not the same as being in person. And a party like that could not be possible over Zoom. You can't have that experience electronically. That, that ability to be present while these nurses were celebrating and dancing and singing and laughing, it was, it was just so cool. It was it was so very special, um, just to see joy and, and relaxation among people who uniquely knew what they had gone through in a way that that only people who've gone through such a thing and 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 I do feel like I need to honor them by taking a side note to say they have they um, went through such 
strenuous safety protocols to be able to be there together to do that. I mean, the masks and the 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 testing and everything before they got together. Um, they they worked very hard to be sure they could be safe in that environment because they knew the consequence of not being safe. Absolutely. You're um, not going to find anybody who wants to be safer than nurses about correct. about it, it was definitely not a free for all. They worked very hard to be to be together safely and distanced even in that environment where they let their hair down as safely as they could. So there's still this, you know, it still hangs over you. Um even when they relax. And and if you have been, I found this extremely interesting because I spend a, a, a good amount of time in a normal year at conferences and conventions, uh, but the safety protocols that were in place for COVID-19 are probably gonna be what we will continue to see at conferences and conventions in the future. And that is um, not only a very strict protocol, but but a a separation of certain parts of of the convention right so so in addition to pre uploading all of our vaccination information and all of our um, making sure that we are who we are these things were were checked before ever entering the premises um, it was a, a a really interesting how shall I say, evolution in what I think conferences and conventions will be doing to protect uh, protect attendees in the future. Correct. So they, they did all the things they could to keep everyone there safe that everyone had agreed to and lots of masking and distancing and all. And all of those things were in place. Made me feel safe. And I felt safe because I'm in a room with 6,000 nurses in attendance. So it was a very special and, and I want to even say slightly solemn moment for me to be able to step out onto the stage and address these 6,000 nurses who have gone through just so much in the last couple of years. And I, I, always think about, uh, I always think about Paul Simon. He was once asked in an interview, uh, you know, is there anything that you regret or anything that you that you wish you would have done differently over your career? And he said, you know, I wish that whenever I was singing with Artie, Art Garfunkel, uh, back in the day, he said, I wish I really just would have taken time to stop and enjoy it. Just harmonizing and singing on stage in front of hundreds, if not thousands of people, I wish I would have really been in that moment and enjoyed every second of it. And I thought about that a lot <laughs> at this convention. I want to enjoy every second of this. So before I stepped out on stage, I, I, I just internally dedicated my speech to all of the nurses who were present and all of the nurses who helped take care of me. It helped me get my head in, a, 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 I want to say a straight place, a good place before, um, before stepping out on that stage and sharing my message. And, and I hope that came across that sincerity uh, of, of just how appreciative we have continued to be of nurses and of all healthcare professionals, um, especially over the last couple of years, but really it's been my whole, my whole adult life. Well, you, you know, 
you have dedicated your career uh, to the the nurses who um, and the healthcare professionals who work so hard tending to and and have given their lives to help patients um, survive and have good experiences with the healthcare system. And boy, you did a fabulous job. Mm-hmm. You I, have to say that in I, your life. I have to be kind to you, but boy, you really did do amazing. I got to sit there and um, just be enveloped in what a, a great job you did and watch the people respond and be, um, I'm going to use the word blessed, uh, by your message. And, um, and they, I think they did. I know they did. They, uh, absorbed it. And your message is always so healing, I think for people. And they were in a place where after these couple of years, uh, everybody, I think on the planet needs some soothing and some healing, especially people in healthcare, who um, have worked these front lines, and whether it's front lines or whether it's back office, you know, you may be in a doctor's office and you're getting people in and you're having to fill out, help people fill out these forms all the time going, you know, have you lost your sense of smell in the last two weeks? Over day after day after day and people coming in with their concerns and their fears and people just walking in the door who've lost people, you know, People are hurting all over. Yeah, there's a lot of suffering in the world. And I, I, I guess that's why I, I, I feel like I'm so blessed to be able to spend my life uh, working with those who have dedicated their lives to easing human suffering. It's like, what, what greater gift can we give to another person than to ease their way? I don't know if there really is anything that we can give to another person greater than our presence and greater than our skill, um, greater than our touch to a patient who is suffering. It, it, it's, just, it's just a little overwhelming to, to have been in this environment and, and to have been able to do something, anything to pour into these nurses who have given so much. It was a beautiful thing. thing. And some of us get uh, to have careers where we get to do that professionally. But all of us get to do that on a personal level. Absolutely. Everybody gets to be a caregiver of some sort. If you love another human being and you have their best interests in mind, guess what? You're a caregiver. That's right. And, And if you can find somebody to turn around... If you see somebody in the grocery store who's upset and you can give them a smile, you can make a difference. You can. You know, I, I, I saw a post the other day on, on social media from a friend who said, I went into a store and the clerk was waiting on a woman with her two children, two little kids. Uh, the kids were kind of running around being a little bit rambunctious. And uh, my friend said that she stood behind this woman in line. And the um, the woman, after she got done with talking to the clerk, she turned to my friend and said, I'm sorry if my kids were bothering you. They're actually my grandkids. Um, both of their parents died. 
gosh. And she, she, my friend, said, I don't know why she said this to me. And my heart went out to the woman. And I thought, well, that's exactly why she said it to you. You can feel human presence. You can feel love. You can feel, uh, you can feel it when people care about you. And that friend who has such a caring heart and soul, I believe that comes out even if words are never spoken. We all have the ability to listen and observe and witness the suffering of others. And when we can be in that moment to help those who are suffering, that I believe is when we are at our deepest levels of being human. I want to thank everyone for joining me today for this episode of Compassion and Courage. Thank you to The Hotness for being here and being so sweet to me as usual. Uh, I want to thank everyone again for subscribing and rating and reviewing um, the podcast. Thank you so much for helping us reach our goals. Uh, if there's any topics that you'd like us to cover, um, whether it's, it's from a personal standpoint, it's uh, personal questions, or if it's from a, a, an idea of business operations or what we can do for our staff, uh, please feel free to reach out to me at Marcus at MarcusEngel.com. Uh, let me know what you're thinking about, and um, maybe we can see if we can bring that up as a topic on the show. Again, thank you all so much for joining me for this episode of Compassion and Courage. I'm Marcus Engel, and thank you again for being here.